Boom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today our guest's journey from business success to personal transformation is a story that will inspire and resonate with entrepreneurs and anyone seeking balance between work and life. So join us for an enlightening conversation. Let's get this one started. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life, prestige, wealth, freedom, it can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you. And welcome to another episode of Business Boss. All right, ladies and gentlemen, get ready for a remarkable episode today. Our guest has a story that spans from building successful businesses to embarking on a transformative journey of self-discovery. In this conversation, we'll explore how his entrepreneurial journey led him to a profound realization about work-life integration and the impact of travel on personal growth. So stay with us as we dive into the world of business technology and personal develop development. So let's welcome to the show... The one and only Mr. Don Finley. Don, there it is, man. Party started. Welcome to the show. Dude, thank you so much for having me. I like really appreciate taking the time to be here with you and uh, just sharing some, hopefully, wisdom. Hopefully, man. And you know what? Life experiences are wisdom in and of itself. So whatever life had thrown your way, we're going to hear all about it today and uh, and learn from, from it one way or another. So let's Absolutely. start off with the uh, first and most obvious question. Everybody who comes on the show is promoting something. There's something that you do for a living that you want to get your message out about. So what is that for you? What is it that you do for a living? Yeah. So I run a, a couple businesses. Um, one of them is Findustries, and that business is all about bringing your ideas to market. So we take your vision and turn it into reality. Most of that plays out in either the implementation of artificial intelligence and blockchain technology. But overall, like if you have an idea that's going to be turned into software, we want to help you find that fit. And so like we are the team to come to when it comes to bringing your ideas to market. And who are these people that have these ideas? Uh, is everybody who's in business usually kind of niches down and they're speaking to a specific type of avatar. Who's that, who's that ideal customer for you? What do they look like? What do they think like? What do they do for a living? Yeah, so I kind of look at the niching down um, topic a bit differently, right? Like we look for people who we want to be friends with. And it's the idea that like it's the personal relationships and the time that you're spending in growing your business and growing your ideals, you might as well spend it with people that you love. And so like that's where we differentiate. It's not a typical customer from the standpoint of like, hey, here's what they look like. Here's what they do. But they have to share our values around like we're here to build life with the people that we care about. Uh, so we work with Fortune 10 companies all the way down to like startups and like mom and pop shops. So there's a, a lot of diversity in the people that we can help out. But really, the peop the the ideal customer for us is someone who has a, a vision and who really needs that help in translating it into reality. That we can help you bring that that concept straight from whatever concept to prototype to then, you know, building out your first version of it, your 
most viable product, figuring out product market fit, and then additionally scaling that solution, whether it's to 10 people or 10 million people. So somebody who has that hustle and drive behind them, who has that vision, I always equate it to like buying a lotto ticket for like entrepreneurs. Like you buy a lottery ticket, especially like here in California. Well, the uh, I think it was the Mega Millions recently got over like $1.7 billion. People went out and bought a lottery ticket. And the cool thing about that $2 purchase is that ability to dream. Like what would happen if, and I think an entrepreneur that's getting started uh, or, or is even a Fortune 10 company has that vision, has that dream, kind of clearly placed in their mind and they know where they're going. I think that's the ideal person that you're looking for. The one who has that lottery ticket in their hand and kind of needs a little help guiding them to that next step. Um, let me ask you about your start as an entrepreneur. Everybody has a, a path that got them there. What was your story like? Why did you start as an entrepreneur? Um, there was kind of two things happened. One was when I went down the corporate path, every project that I was involved with was basically like the groundbreaking side of the business. It was the risky stuff that people either thought was going to fail or had a high probability of failing. Like it was, it was the things that could like either make your career or sink your career. And I just loved those things. It was like, kind of like, how do you push the next level or push the envelope of what we can doing and how can you serve the customer in a different way that helps both the business and the customer out? Um, so that's how I, I spent my corporate career. And then after, you know, rising through the ranks, I got to a point where I saw that technology was being delivered, uh, through agencies in a way that somewhat stopped at the idea of like, Hey, we're really good at technology, right? Like, so you could hire people to code and then you could also hire people that had an idea of how to market and develop a product but they weren't in the same shop. And so when we started Findustries, we really focused on being that core kind of that solution of how do you bring the concept to reality and additionally make sure that it's going to fit the market because you got to create those feedback loops so that you understand what your customer is looking for and also what you're delivering is meeting those needs. And when it comes to tech, you can get it stuck in cycles of let's say going six months without feedback, a year without feedback. And that doesn't do anybody good because your idea needs the market to mature and the market needs your idea. Let me ask you, because I feel like there's the uh, intended path of your life, which brought you to corporate America. Then there's the results of your life, which ended you up as an entrepreneur, taking the skill set that you've had. Um, Tell me a little bit about your educational journey. And if you were like going to start today or with the people that you're working with today, um, what kind of education do you think people should be preparing themselves with? Is it different from our traditional path or the path that you took? What do you think? I mean, I took a, a very traditional path, right? Like went to public high school, went to public university, uh, got my degree in computer science, ended up like honestly partying with the business school kids. So like I had an education in computer science and then a, a real life experience with the business kids and that kind of helped. So like finding that diversity amongst your friends, I think is, is helpful, right? Cause you can then figure out ways that you can build together, grow together. Uh, I, I went the banking route. Like I went to, into banking. It's something that like my family was familiar with, I had a, a number of aunts and uncles that were in that situation. And I was on the tech route. Um, 
I always had an itch to own my own business. And it was one of those things that even as I was pursuing the corporate path, had you know, was trying to scratch it internally, like the entrepreneur uh, positions that you hear about and how people get involved. But after a while, it just took, you know, I, I needed to take the dive, right? Like jump off the cliff. And once you jump, the net will be there. And so that's kind of how it's been. Uh, as far as education goes, I think we're in a, we're in a transition period. We, we really have just a, I mean, I'm, I'm in my early forties. So like I grew up before the internet really took off, right? Like I was, I didn't have social media until after college type of perspective. YouTube was really just coming out as well. The amount of information that we have at our fingertips today is far beyond anything that I had myself. Uh, when we're looking at hiring people, we're placing less of an emphasis on the traditional route. But what we want to see, we want to see, we want to see, we want to see people who are go-getters, right? Like people who actually say, like, I had a passion and here's what I did to follow that passion. It doesn't matter if it's picking up art. It doesn't matter if it's picking up computers. It doesn't like that's not the the importance you can train somebody on technical aspects but what you can't train them on is that ability to like pick up stuff and go with it you know in that hustle that ability to uh be a go-getter i think that's uniquely seen when you have an entrepreneur or just anybody really who gets an education or a certification because it's something that they're passionate about, right? Like I, there's so many skill sets, so many things that you can experience today. I, I'm with you, dude. I'm in my early forties myself. I know what it was like playing outside. I know what it was like creating a, a mixtape. I know what it was like freaking getting dial up internet or even getting a phone after I graduated high school that only made phone calls. Like I, I understand not knowing an answer to a question and just being okay with not knowing the answer to the question, not having the answer at your fingertips. Yeah. But today, if there's somebody who wants something, if there's somebody who wants to be about a specific industry, then that person is going to go and learn everything they possibly can about it, both sides, both perspectives, anything they possibly can. And I think that's the type of person that you're after. It's and a lifelong you, learner, right? It's a lifelong learner. Exactly, exactly. So if you were going to give advice to somebody, a 17-year-old kid, for example, who's about to graduate high school today, based on where we came from as kids, where they are today, and where you see the future going, what advice would you give them? Oh, man, you know what? It's funny. I still go back to college can be important, right? And I, I think that there is something to say about that standard path that we go through because you end up learning critical thinking through that. There is additionally, it's a, it's a time in your life where you can kind of focus on your education and focus on young adult things that allow you to, to explore. It gives you a bit of freedom without you know, so much pressure on any other part of life. Plus you're, you're exposed to a wide diversity of, of thoughts. Now, with that said, there's other ways to get that. And, you know, I had the opportunity to, to travel quite a bit. And one of the things that I love about travel is it puts me in different cultures. It, 
gets me out of the echo chamber that is my neighborhood, that is my like daily life. It shows you how people are living life in a different way. And it's sometimes that way may be better. Sometimes that may, way may be worse. But the surprising thing is even if people aren't living the same quality of life that you have from a material perspective, they may be living a quality of life that you don't even understand from a relationship perspective, from a spiritual perspective. And like that has been some of the most humbling experiences to bring back from traveling around the world. The culture is, is completely different. I mean, I, I believe me not having money. I grew up not having anything. The only thing we knew about money growing up is that we didn't have any. So being able to have my bills paid now and not really worrying about where my next meal is going to come from is definitely very comforting. But at the same time, that work-life balance, like do you like asking yourself that question, are you working to live? Or are you living the work? Like one of those two things is happening here. And you at the end of the day get to design that life. You get the input from all the other people, right? You get the input from your teachers and your parents and everybody around you. But at the end of the day, you got to decide how to do that and realize at the same time that you're going to make mistakes along the way, no matter what kind of a good plan you've had. So that brings me to my next question, of course. What are some of the big mistakes that you feel you've made when you became an entrepreneur that taught you something? So what were the mistakes and the lessons you learned from those mistakes? Yeah, so the big mistakes that I, I learned, I didn't have enough capital to start out with. I misunderestimated the amount of capital that was gonna be necessary to get the business off the ground. We started as a consulting service. Uh, and so like if consulting has the benefit and a service-based business has the benefit of being very low capital intensive upfront. Um, but like my, my ambition thought like, Hey, we would turn on the, the lights and then all of a sudden customers would be like lined up out the door. Right. And so that, you know, having a larger burn rate than I originally thought with less capital than like was necessary was a, a significant challenge. Uh, one thing that I would recommend from that is like when you're starting out, ideally have your expenses taken care of for two years, right? Like at least your personal expenses have enough of a runway that gives you that freedom. I understand that's not always possible, but try to maximize that as far as how, how far you can go. It takes a lot of stress off your plate if you realize that like, hey, you know, the bills are going to get paid, food is going to be on the table, you can be a lot more creative when you have that. The other side of it was um, your idea needs to, to morph over time, right? You may have like, and Findustries is now 10 years old. So like we started off doing something different than we're doing today. Uh, and additionally, like part of that was what we learned from it and how we failed. Uh, the other part of it was I was kind of holding on to an idea that I really wanted to implement, but the market wasn't exactly responsive to it. So we needed to pivot. Um, third on that one is hire before you think you're ready. Uh, as soon as you can start delegating work, it allows you to continue to focus on the business, getting yourself out of the execution and the delivery of your product as soon as possible will help free up your space to be focusing on the strategy of the business as well.
Oh man, that is so crucial because you got into this thing for financial freedom and time freedom and too many entrepreneurs get sucked into the mundane busy work that isn't actually cash positive work, but it's stuff that you got to wear all the hats for and then all of a sudden you realize you're overwhelmed and you're burnt out. Dude, freeing up that time is huge. That's that's a great piece of advice. Um, let me ask you, 10 years in business, uh, you've made some mistakes, but you've also helped a lot of different clients achieve their own success. What are some of those client stories that uh, kind of stuck in your mind that kind of give you that fuel to keep going on those days you kind of don't feel like going forward? And that is it. Like we've given a lot of positive results. Like our clients have, our clients are making over $2 billion a year today based on the products that we help them release. We've completed hundreds of successful projects. Uh, we work with 60 plus partners. We have about 16,000 developers in our network uh, around the world. And like some of them that I love is, you know, we, we helped an organization reduce their, so this was one of our Fortune 10 customers. Um, they have a cash cow business and like they were looking to implement technology. They also had trouble finding people to work. Um, it's a common problem, right? Like finding enough people to do the job. So they were constantly understaffed. Uh, and so one of the products that we ended up releasing allows this business to grow their bottom line by 250%. And so you're talking god awful numbers right from the standpoint of like what they could actually do and those in the two billion number that i gave earlier that product isn't included um so that number will jump significantly once that actually rolls out nationwide what that product allowed them to do was cut down their labor needs by 80 percent they're not firing people they're giving people raises and they're also helping to ensure that they have a better work-life balance in their own with their own staff. So like they're going to bring a ton more cash in and the people that actually like do the day-to-day -day operations are having a better time. Their management is not having to go and find, you know, an extra 5 people every single month because they, you know, are losing people or the business is growing at that clip that it goes. So like I enjoy those quality of lives. Another story that I'd love to share is we were advising a company for two years and they kind of were just like flatlining in how they go. They asked us to come in and like run their product development. And within less than a year, we had launched a product that they had been trying to get out the door for the last six years. And the way that the client uh, referred to us. He goes, he's like, you guys are fantastic. He's like, you turned a rowboat into a rocket ship and like, thank you for helping us out. So how would, how do you think a company, well, maybe it's how you would describe what you do best and the reason why people come to you versus some of the other competitors. Cause there's other people out there that will help you launch a product that'll help you with their SaaS. I mean, there's, there companies are out there left and right, but there's a reason why they come to you. There's something that you do best, better than all your other competitors. What would you say that is? I think the aspect that we've really honed in on is we don't plan on staying with you for forever, right? So from the beginning, we already know our exit. 
which means we recognize the resources that you need to bring in a team of your own. And granted, some of our clients actually do keep us on for extended periods, but that's the gift that we have. We're not interested in staying on for just the sake of staying on. We want to see the business succeed on its own merits. And like, we're there to help you like figure out what that is. Additionally, we're just, we're relentless from a product focus, right? Like we want to see not only your feedback, but your client's feedback. And that kind of like creating the full loop from what we build to what your client sees to getting their feedback incorporated and having that loop be as short as possible helps our products actually iterate and innovate at a rate that I think our competitors have trouble keeping up with. I mean, at that point, that makes a big difference. And in, in a company's bottom line, you're helping them get to the finish line. It's almost like a, in, in, instead of kind of grabbing their arm and helping them limp across the finish line, you're like throwing them on their back, hop on a, on a hoverboard like in Back to the Future and just take off and get them to that finish line as fast as possible. And that's what companies are looking for. They're looking for that efficiency. And they know, like they know you're not, you're not going to stick around forever and bleed them dry cash flow wise. You're in, you do the job. You're out and you walk out with an exit strategy that leaves them cash flow positive and in some cases up to 250% better than they were in the past. So that that is super good. Um, what about things that you are working on internally maybe or for your clients to make yourself more efficient? I feel like every business gets really good at something and they're like, okay, now I'm going to work on this thing. Now I'm going to work on this thing. What is that? next project that you feel you're working on for your company to either make it better for your clients or internally make it better for your, your uh, own employees. You ever hear the story of how there's a story that's floating around. I don't know how true it is, but basically like why Apple developed the iPhone. Not a clue. Okay. So the executives are sitting around and they just like, they're looking at their phones and they're like, you know, it would be fantastic if it did this. And they like decided that they were doing the iPhone because that's the product they wanted. Right. And so the product that we've been sitting around and looking at is, I don't know if you've used chat GPT, you've probably oh, heard tons. of it. Exactly. Like everybody's <laughs> using it. They use it for making their essays. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So like, this is, this is the thing that's coming about. We, we went from a process that like on our own personal website or our personal website and some other websites that we we've been working on. It used to take us on a low key kind of like update up to 30 days to get an update on the website for like a new product because of who it had to go to, their resource availability, every bit of transition. And then with actually it was just even in December, I had one of my teammates build out the website, implement the website with our designer within like four hours. So a process that took us 30 days just because of and not the the effort was 30 days. It was just the the handoffs and like the resource timing and everything like that. We did everything in, you know, four hours. And so seeing that capacity of like how we could go, we've been implementing AI every week into our business. And our team, the way that compensation is done, they're not afraid of being replaced by anything else, even if it's another human or a tool. So they're consistently coming up with ideas how we how we build out the business utilizing these tools. One thing that we noticed early on 
is that we would be on Zoom calls and there'd be five people huddled around one person typing into ChatGPT, kind of like figuring it out and going through and using it as a resource to help create documents, to help create different things. But there was like five people there. And so sometimes we'd be like, ChatGPT, pretend you're a marketing expert, do analysis of this. And we'd have those. So one area that we're incredibly excited about is the uh, AI agents and giving autonomy to tools like an LLM, which is what ChatGPT is. And so we're building a product that integrates into your chat tools that allows you like in Slack or Discord to be able to communicate with an LLM that you've said, hey, I need you to pretend like you're this type of person. And now you're on this team. So now you're sitting around talking with Sam, Erica, like your team discussing what's going on. But then you have Sophia, who's your AI, who is now a team member interacting in the organization and in the, the space. Plus, we've given the LM the ability to go out and like search the web, use plugins, have a task list. Like, so it is actually accomplishing things for you at the same time and asking for human interaction when necessary. Don, who'd have thought you'd have your own Jarvis working with you in your own office? I mean, that's super cool. You're having conversations on Zoom. Your Jarvis is right there listening, chiming in, giving you better direction if you needed to, clarification. I mean, we've come a long way from looking in encyclopedias, right? I mean, Absolutely, it's man. huge. All right, last, uh, last question I got for you. Uh, you're the captain. You're the one who's who's leading the companies, you're helping companies kind of achieve their visions. What's the vision that you see for your company in the next couple of years? Um, you know, where we're going with industries is actually expanding on our partnerships. Um, our partnerships have helped us serve in a lot more customers and provide diversity to it. But the real thing that I love about how our partnership network is set up and how our teams have kind of evolved is that a, a lot of our team is now on a revenue share basis or a profit sharing basis. And so we're empowering our team members to build their own businesses, as well as to go out and serve our clients plus their own clients as well. And so Findustries itself as a product development studio is now really a community of entrepreneurs that is building out their own type of dream for what it is. And so Findustries is becoming that platform for, for entrepreneurs. That means uh, I feel like your your mascot has got to be a dream catcher because that's literally what you're doing. You're just literally capturing the dreams of entrepreneurs and finding ways collaboratively to kind of make it happen. Don, you're going to be catching some dreams here. So if people want to reach out to you, they want to find out more about what you do, maybe get some tech help themselves. How can they do that? Yeah. So first place to go check out is our website, findustries.co. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, under Don Finley. And then additionally, Twitter, it's D Finley or X uh, now is just D Finley. Uh, if you want to send me an email, free, feel free to send it at don at findustries.co. Perfect, Don. Thank you very much for coming on the program and sharing a lot of what you do and, and changing lives. I mean, I, I think it's pretty cool that 
you've taken a team of people, giving them the opportunity to work collaboratively on something and then turn around and give them the opportunity to build their own dreams alongside of what you're already doing. I think it's phenomenal. One more time, ladies and gentlemen, website scrolling across, across the bottom, findustries.co, findustries.co. You guys reach out to Don, find out more about what he's doing. And Don, again, thank you very much for coming on the program today. Appreciate you taking the time. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're Absolute out. Absolute pleasure. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.